Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 4. And in a few minutes, let me take you a little bit further in the emphasis in the Word of God on never forget. Some of you know Psalm 103 in its entirety, or the majority of it. And remember I used that to start last Sunday. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. If you would count your blessings one by one, you would know that you have many benefits in your life. And we're never to forget those benefits. You're going to leave one of your benefits, young man. I know how you told me about the terrible trial that you're going to have, but you did it cheerfully. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Notice, we are told in the midst of this psalm of praise, forget not. Why is that there? Because there is so much to fill our minds, and there are so many things that we do remember that we wish we could forget or that we should forget. And there are those things called His benefits here that we want to remember. Later in that same psalm, to such as keep His covenant and to those that remember His commandments to do them. Notice, the recipients of God's blessings in Psalm 103 are those that remember His commandments to do them. And the point being, we need to take whatever steps are necessary to never forget the things He wants us to remember and to remember those things. And so we need to limit the inputs into our minds of the carnal, foolish, empty, vain things of this world and more inputs of the benefits of God, of His ways, His works, His words, and of His commandments that we might keep them. There is so much that could be said on this subject. I have overkilled in the outline and the study and preparation of it, but let me just give you a few thoughts. What do you think of the chief butler in Egypt? When I tell you about the chief butler in Egypt, are you a little torqued that he forgot Joseph? He told Joseph, as soon as I have the ear of Pharaoh again, I'll get you out of this place. How long did he forget Joseph? Two years. What does that do to you when you read the story? You ungrateful. Man, remember Joseph gave him the interpretation of his dream that he would be restored to his office. But he forgot Joseph. Forgetfulness is part of unfaithfulness. When you read the book of Judges, and they forget the Lord. When you read Psalm 78, and they forget the Lord. And you read about Israel and you say they were such an ungrateful people. They just kept forgetting all His benefits. Let's make sure we don't. Let's be ready to jump up here and be thanking the Lord for arrest that man. Let's jump up here and be thankful for the affliction that He has sent us. Because in faithfulness He has done so. And for our good. Did you notice in Hebrews chapter 12 that we fathers, when we discipline and chasten our children, we do it for our pleasure for a few days, but He does it for our profit. Yes. And though we aim at that target, we as fathers fall far short of the perfect work of God our Father. Forgetfulness is part of wickedness. Do you remember Jehoiada? Jehoiada. A priest that raised up little Joash and kept him alive from his wicked 
grandmother, Athaliah. Do you remember? Joash later killed Jehoiada's son. And as that son was dying, he said, the Lord looked to this. Do you remember? And it says that Joash forgot what that family had done for him to preserve his life. Deuteronomy chapter 4 is an example of the emphasis Moses placed on remembering. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9, Only take heed to thyself. This is something that you need to pay attention to and apply to yourself personally. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. And he goes on and mentions the particular event that he wants them to remember. Do you recall from Psalm 44 this morning that it said, We have heard from our fathers. So there were some men that kept this commandment. We have heard from our fathers how great nations were cast out of Canaan and it was given to us because he had a favor to us. We heard from our fathers. Well, here's where the fathers are commanded to make sure that things are remembered in their households. And all you fathers, the things of God's Word need to be taught over and over and over to your wives and to your children and to your children's children that we, our families will grow up remembering the mighty works of God and not forget them. Did Israel forget them? Did they forget them in just a few days after having been delivered from Egypt? They refused the land of Canaan. They had been delivered from the greatest nation on earth. Now they faced seven little ones in Canaan and they said, we can't take it. We're like grasshoppers in the sight of those giants. And we're grasshoppers in our own sight. They forgot in just a few days. Let us never forget. Do you remember from the last Sunday I showed you in Second Peter chapter 1 that God's elect who remember that they've been purged from their old sins abound in the fruit that is described there. The eight measures of fruit beginning with faith and ending with brotherly kindness and charity. Did you remember that Peter said that as long as I'm alive in this tabernacle, I am going to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, even if you be established in the present truth. I know the importance of reminding you over and over that you will bear the fruit that you should as a Christian. The Bible is full of these warnings. Look at verse 23 of Deuteronomy 4. The difficulty in preaching this is knowing which verses to turn you to, since there are so many. It was eye-opening to me. But knowing my memory, and knowing how much matter comes at me, and many of you more so, by working different kinds of jobs, the stuff you have thrown at you, we need verses like this to remind us, take heed, in verse 23, unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which He made with you, and make you a graven image of the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. Take heed never to forget the covenant that you made with God, which were the Ten Commandments, that thou shalt have no graven images or worship them. 
Because if you go and make some graven image that God has commanded you not to do, then His wrath will be turned upon them. And so it was over and over and over again. Look at Psalm 9. What is the future of America? The future of America is laid out in Psalm 9. Unless for the sake of the righteous minority, severe minority, in the midst of her, God preserves her. The Bible says in verse 17 of Psalm 9, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For generations, Americans have been able to look outwardly at other nations who forgot God, and as measured by so many different blessings of a nation, America was blessed and they were not. Or America was blessed and their blessings were far inferior to America's. But now look at America. America has forgotten God. She can put G-O-D in the pledge and on our coinage, but that doesn't mean that any of them are following, remembering, and not forgetting that God because He has commandments for this nation and all nations. And this is the word of the Lord about the importance of remembering what God has done and taught us. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23. False teachers abound. They abounded in Jeremiah's day and they abound in our day that take away the memory of the word of God from God's people. Very quickly in Jeremiah 23, 27, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. (coughs) So many false teachers today with the prosperity gospel are singing a tune, are telling a dream far different from the Word of God. Pulpits ought to be ablaze with the gospel trumpet and thundering with God's Word, which is a fire and a hammer, right here in this context, verses 28 and 29, to wake up the people of God to hate their sins and to repent of their sins. But false teachers come along and sing a different tune. They speak about peace and they tell dreams. And everything is so sweet and so wonderful as I think of that pastor of the largest church in Houston, Texas, who drips such sweetness. Where is the trumpet and the hammer and the fire of God's Word? That would cause, and to remind men by those means of God Himself, His name, His ways, His works, His words. Are you remembering? What do you do to remember? Do you remember And are you working toward remembering God's name, ways, works, and words by coming into this church for four hours out of 168 every week? Insufficient. Insufficient. Much more is necessary with the onslaught that is made against your mind the rest of that week. Look at Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, never forget, brethren, what are you doing to remind yourself, to remind your wife, to remind your children, to remind your grandchildren? Lord, help us to do more of it. Help us to take heed to ourselves and be very diligent. 
Be very vigilant in this matter. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And the comparison that is made right there is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. If every transgression and disobedience under Moses received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape? Verse 3, If we neglect a salvation that was spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ and confirmed unto us by the apostles and their signs and wonders and given to us on the printed page. You can read the history of Israel and how men that forgot the covenant of their God were punished into the Old Testament, but we have a greater sense of, we have a greater level and degree of responsibility under the new. And so we are told, don't let these things slip. But brethren, as soon as you walk out of here, as soon as you walk out of here from billboards to MP3 players to the players in your vehicles, to the players in any restaurant or store that you enter, to televisions, to your homes. It's an onslaught of the media that didn't exist previously. You couldn't be hit 24-7. But now you're going to be as soon as you go out of these doors. What are we committed to? Never forget. Never forget the things that this Word teaches us about our God, His name. I'm repeating myself. His ways, His works, His words, His Son, Our salvation, the doctrine which is according to godliness, the martyrs, never forget them. They're important enough that when the fifth seal was opened, they were seen by John under the altar of God. They're important enough for us. If they were important enough for the Holy Spirit to pen words about them in Hebrews chapter 11 at the conclusion of that chapter, they're important enough for us to remember. I showed you that a good minister of Jesus Christ, according to 1 Timothy chapter 4, will cause you to remember the great enemy of the churches and saints of Jesus Christ, which is the church of Rome. And that it's a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation. The bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. That's something you're supposed to remember. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. What does Lady Wisdom say? Proverbs chapter 3. You have had Lady Wisdom in your life, though you haven't seen her with your physical eye. She's brought the Word of God to you. She's brought an understanding of wisdom to you. What does she say? She says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 18, this is one of a thousand texts, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. If you hear it, if you read a proverb commentary and go your merry way, you're like those in James chapter 1 that look into a mirror and see their blemishes and straightway forgetteth how ugly they are and they go out and pretend they're something different than they saw in a mirror. And that's vanity. But the man that continues in the Word of God being the mirror and showing up the blemishes and faults in his life, that man's going to be blessed in his deed. It's a person that retains it. It's not just reading it. It's not just hearing it. And it's not just saying amen when you hear a point of wisdom that you believe to be true. It's retaining it and going out and doing it. Why did God give Israel the Passover? To remember. 
once a year to have that solemn assembly and to kill a lamb and to remember their deliverance out of the land of Egypt when God sent His slaughtering angel into that land and took the firstborn out of every home, every family of beasts, and passed over the Israelites. Even though that event was so incredibly dramatic as they ate that unusual meal in the middle of the night, girded for rapid flight, and to have all the Egyptians approach and tell them, get out and take everything I've got. Just leave us alone. It was an incredible night. After 215 years of Jacob and his descendants living in Egypt, they fled in one night, but God knew they would forget it. So He gave them a perpetual ordinance of a Passover. Now we don't keep the Passover because it's been fulfilled to us. The Lord Jesus Christ posted His blood in heaven according to Hebrews 9.14 by the eternal Spirit. And we observe it in the Lord's Supper. But I ask you, why do we have the Lord's Supper? This do in remembrance. Do you know why? Because it gets away from us. And because there's so much coming in our ears and so much coming in our eyes, it gets away from us. This do in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till He come. That ceremony, that simple ordinance is so important for us. And it's why the Lord gave us such gospel ordinances to remember. Remember the blue fringe on their garments. To remember the holiness of God and how a man was stoned to death in Numbers 15 for picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. There's so many things to remember and so many exhortations for us to remember. Does the Bible teach this lesson? To whom much is given, much shall be required. The warnings about never forgetting and remembering are severe in the Bible. But who has been given more than we? We have been given so much, much shall be required of us. Let us spend more time with each other, with ourselves, with God's Word, reminding one another of all His benefits, of Him, His name, His ways, His works, His words, encouraging each other and remembering those things, His commandments, His wisdom, His truth, the wholesome words of His gospel. True Christianity remembers so many things. Fornication and adultery, what, how do they occur? A girl forgets the guide of her youth. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 17. On and on we can go as to what happens. Paul said, remember them that are in bonds as bound with them. We are supposed to remember others who are in difficult circumstances And not forget them. You know, there's an expression, out of sight, out of mind. Most of the things of the Word of God are out of sight, aren't they? Because of the things of faith. So where are we going to be reminded? Are you going to be reminded going through a week of going to work, working diligently, are you going to be reminded of things of faith? No, you will not be. You must go into the Word of God. You must go into the recesses of your memory and pull those things up. You must speak about them with your brethren. You must be part of those in Malachi 3.16 that spake often one to another. And a book of remembrance was written for them before the Lord. 
Because that's what we need to keep reminding each other of how sweet to die. Who will next in this church be told or conclude that they have a terminal illness? Will we remember May 15th, 2011 that we sang How Sweet to Die and that hopefully we meant it. We have to call these things to remembrance, brethren. There's things you can forget. You know, Israel should have forgotten the leaks. Can you believe they told Moses, we don't really want the land of Canaan flowing with milk and honey because we remember the leeks. You want to stop at a grocery store on your way home and get a few leeks? Or do you have something better in mind? But notice what they remembered. The leeks. What do you remember? How much fun you have watching an NBA game? How does it compare to the Word of God? Or reading an account of the martyrs? What should you remember and what should you forget? The Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. He had quite a few things that were behind him. And I'm not speaking about his life as a persecutor of Christians. I'm speaking about his life as the Apostle to the Gentiles. He forgot everything that he had accomplished thus far in his life in Philippians chapter 3, verses 8-14, through 14, so that he might press toward the mark, the finish line of what God had given him to do. And do you know that man could say, I have finished my course. Do you know how he finished his course? He forgot everything he had accomplished to that point. I don't care who you are in this assembly, you or me, we need to forget everything that we have done leading up to May fifteenth, two 2011. And we need to press forward to finish our race. It doesn't matter what's in the past. Paul said, I have not yet apprehended that for which I was apprehended. I still have a race to run. We would look at Paul's life and say, if there was ever a Christian that could retire, it was Paul. He would say, never, never. You say, well, he should have retired when he was in Rome with his own hired house. Do you know what he was doing? If you can find anyone out there in the streets that want to come in and hear the gospel preach them, I'll preach them in this hired house. Do you know what we read later in his epistles? He said, they of Caesar's household greet you. He had converted people in Caesar's own household. Forget those things that are behind. Simplify your life. What in your life is making it more complicated than it needs to be? Reduce the noise. Remember the past and meditate on it. Can you get much better than Psalm 143 and verse 5? Listen to these words. The verbs. 143.5 I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. That is how you keep things fresh in your mind. You remember, you meditate, and you muse. On God's works of old. Fill yourself with it. Grab the Psalms. Grab the history books. Grab the Scriptures. Remember and never forget. What do you remember at night? David said, Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah, Psalm 4.4. What do you do in your bed? Thinking about business tomorrow? You'll never amount to anything as a Christian or a businessman. 
What do you think about in bed? It's one of the best times to think about the Lord, and I say it not from my own personal experience, but from the Bible. That's what David did. Remember the Lord on your bed. Look at Psalm 63 in verse 6. What's confusing your life? What's making all the noise? We should be very careful about not getting too much in our lives that distract us from remembering what's important. Psalm 63 and verse 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, you know that as soon as David awoke, he would be assaulted by counselors and others needing his direction and decision making for the nation of Israel. So when he was in his bed, I remember thee and I meditate on thee in the night watches because I'm going to have to be so busy during the daylight hours. Look at 77 and verse 6. Do you remember what was wrong with the Ephesians? In Revelation chapter 2, when Jesus Christ threatened to take away their candlestick, He told them, Remember from whence thou art fallen. Go measure yourself by your highest pinnacle of zeal in the Christian faith. And remember from whence thou art fallen. Calculate how far you have fallen from that first love pinnacle. Remember from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do the first works. Go back and do the things that you were doing when you were in love with the Lord Jesus Christ the most. It works in marriage, but I'm not preaching about marriage because that'd be a waste of time. I am preaching about you remembering the things of God and walking with Him with the level of joy, love, affection, commitment, devotion that we had at the highest pinnacle of our soul's conviction. That's what we need to remember. Remember from whence thou art fallen. 77.6, David said, I call to remembrance my song in the night. This is Asaph. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Notice all the work that is going on in the night in Asaph. Psalm 119 and verse 55, I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. I've remembered the name of the Lord in the night. This matter was so important to the Apostle Paul that he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, with verses that confuse so many, I would have you to be without carefulness. I want you to simplify your life so that you can serve Christ better. What was the care in 1 Corinthians 7 that Paul was exhorting those who could to make the choice to avoid? Marriage. Let alone children. Let alone two jobs. Let alone too big of a house let alone too expensive of a schooling situation. Marriage. It is not good for the man to be alone. It's better for him to be alone and for her to be alone, serving the Lord without carefulness if they're able. And the point I'm trying to make is not to end marriage. But the point I'm trying to make is for you to understand the priorities that if you let things in your life complicate your life, you're going down. So what if you die with a million dollars in your bank account? How much will you take with you? 
And how much will we care as we spend it later about you? Solomon said it was that way. Even marriage, I would have you to be without carefulness. And he goes on and describes those that are married and those that are dealing in this world and those that are trading in this world. He said they better be managing all those functions so that they do not get out of hand and choke out his spiritual life. That is so comparable to the Lord Jesus Christ teaching about the thorny ground where the seed of the Word of God lands and the thorns of covetousness and riches and the cares of this life grow up and choke it out and never bears fruit to perfection. Your life is too noisy. You have a choice when you go home. Turn on an NBA game or read a chapter in Fox's Book of Martyrs. Which will benefit your soul? Which will help you remember? Which will help you keep the solemnity of our day that we've had so far? How fast can the world blow it out of your mind? If you have not prepared and if you have not participated and if you're not praying for the retention of God's Word, then the seed of the Word of God has been cast on the wayside and the devil is going to snatch it away before you can hit the pavement on Standing Springs Road. Never forget. I could preach it from now until the end of 2011 if you knew how much it's mentioned in the Bible. The Lord knows how hard it is how many temptations we have. And so he exhorts us to remember. Simplify your lives, brethren, and get noise out of it and replace it with the Lord. His Word, His works, His ways, His people. Our pampered and protected and pleasure-filled lives demand that we remember the martyrs who didn't have our lives. The Bible is God's doctrinal and historical collection of things for us to remember. So you have to be reading it. Every assembly, think every song, every song, every prayer, every scripture, every sentence, every exchange between two or three of you or, or one-on-one, every song, every exchange, every prayer, every sentence, every verse of scripture is to stir up your memory. And you should come in here with your mind clear and being ready to latch on to everything that you hear, everything that is sung, everything that is taught, and let every sentence speak to your soul and bring to your memory, your conscience, and your consciousness the words of God. That's why we often comment about the songs, because we want you thinking about the words, because it's songs that admonish and teach one another. If your pastor repeats himself, it's not yet because of a poor memory. It's because repetition is what Peter commanded him and necessary for you to remember. We have more means to review preaching than any people ever before. We have MP3 recordings out there in 24 hours from these services ending. You have Alexander Scorby that will read you the the King James Bible to sleep every night. You have outlines to look at. You have multiple copies of the Bible. We are so blessed with so many means to remember what's been given to us. Let us not be lazy because those means are there because unless we use them, the means are just further condemnation on our lives. 
Let me close with Psalm 78, 7. My son Chris Carnell, you know where I'm going in Psalm 78, 7? Speaking of never forgetting, I thought you might. Beginning at verse 1, this is what we all need to do for each other, even though the description is of a father with his children, and then their children, and then their children. Think about the four generations that are mentioned here. The greatest heritage you can ever give your children is the words of God and to help them never forget there's a God in heaven. There's a God in heaven that will help them in their time of need. There's a God in heaven that gave them every good and perfect gift that they ever have in their lives. That is a faith-based life and it's taught by a father. There are three children in this assembly that are very thankful for their father. I was able to tell some of you at break time, I knew about the martyrs when I was single digit. I knew about Fox's Book of Martyrs when I was single digit in age. I knew about Rome and I hated Rome when I was single digit in age. I knew about missionary martyrs for the cause of Jesus Christ when I was single digit in age. There was no television in those days of single digit age, but there was the violence of the Old Testament scriptures and the violence against the martyrs of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a balance that I'm very thankful for. And so is my brother and so is my sister. You're taught those things. Listen to this. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in His law and forget His works and His wonders that He had showed them. And it goes on to describe those incredible wonders in Egypt that had been forgotten. This is our family duty. This is your personal duty. This is the duty that the Bible says to take heed unto thyself and to be diligent in remembering these things and not forgetting the covenant of our God. If God was severe with those of the Old Testament, how much more severe will He be with us who are blessed abundantly above those of the Old Testament? How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word and by His Spirit stir up your pure minds to remember the things that we have been taught and shown and that are found here in the Scriptures that we would never forget our God. His ways, His works, His words. 
You're going to go out of here. You will see and hear many things. Make sure you take precautionary measures to hold those things down so that you can remember the things of God through this day, through tomorrow, if the Lord gives it to us. And may the Lord be blessed by men that think upon His name in their beds, think upon His name and His ways and His works during their day, praise the Lord, call upon Him, and thank Him and bless His holy name. May Jesus Christ be praised.